Hydrative justice means to give each man his mountain dew. <laughs> We're talking more about the cardinal virtues on Elevate Ordinary. See you in a minute. Well, hello and welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi. I'm Teresa Grodi. And we're back after a long hiatus to and talk. I'm pregnant. And just let's get the elephant right out of the room. Just to get right this out of the, out of the way. Just right there, that's <laughs> happening. Not the reason for the hiatus, but we're, we're, we're back. We'll talk more about that in a minute here. But we're talking today more about cardinal virtues. We started a study way back in the day and we got to finish it because we started off with a bang and it's such a great topic. So uh, you weren't ready for that uh, Mountain Dew. No, I'm kind of mad because usually, mad. usually when Grodi men tell jokes, I got her. I got her. The women associated with Grodi men are like want to throw up. She sees the puns coming a mile away. I can almost <laughs> never get one over yeah. on her these days. Well, before we get into our topic today, uh, I want to remind you that if you are a fan of this show, uh, it's been off the air for a while. We promise we're going to get back to it. Uh, we're going to get every week. I think we're going to get Father Peter on here. It's going to be awesome. We've got lots of great topics and guests lined up for you. But if, you, if you've if you been a fan or if you're joining us for the first time and you like this show, please join our patron community, The Manor at St. Anne's, which you can access at elevateordinary.com, where you can follow along with this show uh, through the Awaken app. Uh, you'll, there'll also be... A, you know, bonus content and exclusive episodes and, and other cool stuff uh, for those who are patrons of the show there. And also, I think next episode, we'll talk a bit more about why our patron community is called the Manor at St. Anne's. What does that even mean? What is that? Where does that even come from? What literary, what obscure literary reference is that, you might ask? Well, next episode, you'll find out. So that's that. Um, also go to Awaken the awaken app.io that's the best way to follow uh, all your favorite shows on awaken catholic there's also a community there prayers talks and other things for those who are again patrons of uh, elevate ordinary or the other shows on awaken catholic so check that out this episode is sponsored by select international tours you've got a pilgrimage to the holy lands you can find information at selectinternationaltours.com/awaken hey Thanks for being here we'll see you there we're still working on this we're 3 seasons I'm 3 a little, seasons I'm a little in rusty. i don't know <laughs> Because we've been off, right? Because you mean you're yeah, and right? actually, the the reason why we've been off is going to fit really well into our topic of justice yes. today. So it's yeah. it's kind of providential. Yes. Well, it's always providential, but um, mm-hmm. it's extra providential this time. Yes, so, extra yeah. providential. Yeah. So we talked a few episodes ago about why virtue is important for the Christian life. We, we talked about how virtue, when we when we talk about being holy, putting on Christ, as we're called to in the gospel. What does that look like? What does holiness mean? Well, it means the virtues. It means the the qualities, the patterns of life, the patterns of thought, the patterns of heart that uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has, that the saints had in imitation of him, and we in imitation of our Lord and the saints. To do that, it means to imitate their virtues. It's to distill their lives down into what are the qualities of mind and heart and will um, that make them who they are. And it's going to look different for every person. It's not as simple as repeating actions externally. It's about um, becoming like them in, in our hearts, in our mm-hmm. whole persons. Yeah, the virtues are are like a disposition of a saint, mm-hmm. you know, a disposition of a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, like 
um, when I was a kid and for confirmation had to memorize, you know, a big list of the, um, the virtues and the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit (laughs) and all those things, they did just feel like kind of like lists of devices in, you know, that you had to like check, check a box to learn, you know, um, and hopefully something sinks in. But when you started reading Joseph Pieper and started getting into the, the, the cardinal virtues, it really just opened up. Yeah. Like I get why, <laughs> I get why the church tells us they're important. Yeah. So today the virtue of justice. justice. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I really think that even before we understood what that virtue meant, um, we were discerning how to live that in our marriage. So you, can you give us the definition? Sure. Well, I mean, justice, justice is to give each man his mountain due. I mean, that's what I said at the beginning. No, to give each his due. The way I like to think about justice is that we live uh, as persons in a web of relationships with other persons. That's just part of our nature with other human beings, with God, and I guess with the angels, that's the other persons that we're involved with, you know? But, you know, the rest of the universe is not persons. You know, the rest of the universe is, is, is stuff, good stuff, holy stuff that God has made. But um, the connections we have with other persons are really significant. And justice means to recognize that web of relationships, to recognize the nature of each of those relationships, and then to respond reasonably mm-hmm. according to each of those relationships. Yeah, and, and each of the relationships um, form a hierarchy. Yes. Yep. Right. So our due first is to God, yep. um, especially, especially as someone who recognizes that God exists, you know, and is Catholic. Um, but then our vocation uh, tends to to be the next level of hierarchy. Yeah. You know, um, family. So let's say outside of a, of a definitive vocation you know you haven't made vows yet mm-hmm. family would be the next hierarchy yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and then depending on your transitions in life you're being a child being a student being you know a single person being a married person being you know what i mean mm-hmm. like your your duties your hierarchy is it does tend to change and need to be discerned. So mm-hmm. justice in a life lived is not always static. I mean, we can always say that God, God, you know, like our, we're due to God first. Right. Um, but then what comes next, it does change. Yeah. And we talked, you know, so the last episode of on, on the virtue, we talked about prudence. And you know, if you've listened to the show at all, that like prudence is my homegirl. If, if it was personified <laughs> as a lady. Other than Teresa, um, I think we're gonna maybe if this one's a girl, it's gonna be. <gasps> we're giving it away. That's okay. That's okay. Mary yeah. Prudence, Mary Prudence, maybe, maybe Mary Prudence. Anyway, I, we love Prudence, and we love Prudence because one of the things that blew my mind when studying the cardinal virtues is recognizing that um, to understand the virtues at all, you kind of have to understand that Prudence is the first key virtue. It's the transition point between the theological virtues, the grace that God gives us, and then our active life. Prudence is that key. It's the it's the connector between our, our, our intellect, our faculties, and then actually those coming together into action. Prudence is that key virtue. And again, all the other virtues draw their, their form and their content from prudence. And so, so too with justice here, as you were just talking, in one sense, justice has a really objective quality that the other virtues don't have because it looks to real relationships out there. They have real natures. We can discover information about them. But even so, as you said, 
there's a constant discernment of, okay, I, I've got this hierarchy of relationships. I've got these, these general duties to them. But how I actually carry those out throughout my life is a constant discernment. It, al- it always has to refer to prudence, mm-hmm. to, which is prudence stands attentive in this moment in my life and looks to the truth. It looks to my responsibilities. And it says, okay, right now. What is the next most right thing to do? You're gonna you're gonna have to help me flesh this out because this is sure. an idea that's just now coming to my brain. If right. you if you look at my notes for the episode today, <laughs> <laughs> this is how I come to every episode. Okay, it's the title. If you I love it. Tell. I love it. Very good. Um, <laughs> well, did I lose it? No. So justice helps keep us from living in the past. Okay, so I remember when you were getting married or maybe you were discerning marriage or something like that, and your spiritual director, Father Jordan, mm. love you, Father Jordan, um, he said, like, you were like, how do I know if I'm supposed to, if I'm called to marriage or if I'm, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you said, well, you have a ring on your finger. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it is kind of this, this you know, like... Some people possibly think like, maybe I was supposed to be called to be a religious sister. Mm. Maybe I was supposed to be called to be a priest. You know, maybe I was supposed to take this journey in my life or this journey or, and they spend years wondering if they're like in the wrong place. Yeah. But the reality is, is that, nope, we have this thing now Mm. and this is my life now. Yeah. And the only, the only thing to do is to just move forward. Like you said, do the next right thing. Yeah. Not this is what I wished for in college and I'm now 15 years later and I'm not living that life I wished for. What if I had lived like that doesn't exist anymore? No, that's a really good point. Yeah. We don't, we don't evaluate justice by our feelings. You know, I'm, I'm having a bad day or my relationship is on the rocks. And so like, I'm questioning, no, no, no. We have actual objective outside of us responsibilities to the people around us. And that doesn't mean there aren't issues. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people need to, you know, deal with those issues. But, but, but the responsibilities, what is right and wrong with regards to that relationship is something objective that I have to attend to and mm-hmm. instantiate into my life. And so that's one thing about justice. It, it involves this really objective element because our relationships are real. Mm-hmm. Um, another piece of this too. Oh, can I, can I interject something yep. before we change where this is going? Sure. Actually, the reason why we've taken such a long filming break, and it may not have looked like that because, um, the people at Awaken Catholic are geniuses and they kept yeah, us on schedule. Spread it out a while, but, <laughs> um, but it's been a break. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, clearly you can tell it's been a while since no we reasons. recorded an episode. Um, yeah, I'm pointing to my belly for people who are listening to the, <laughs> the audio. we got to stop doing that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this thing um, right here. This is all important. Uh, if you can't see this, your life doesn't have meaning. Camera. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway. I did point to something recently. Yeah. Um, is because my dad, actually through the intercession of Blessed Solanus Casey, this is a real miracle that I am going to record <laughs> at the Solanus Casey Center, but through the intercession of um, Blessed Solanus Casey, he had an emergency spinal surgery, um, probably in July. And what, you're, you're, you have oh, a joke, just, a pun? Just, well, just the irony of it being emergency spinal surgery that he probably should have had like nine years ago. Well, but it became an emergency. Well, that's the point. When we prayed, like, you know, the the hour that God we prayed at the, the tomb. Of God forced the <laughs> issue that needed to be addressed. Yes. For his surgery. Um, so anyway, doesn't matter. That's not our, this you're is like HIPAA, right this is not HIPAA compliant. <laughs> One of our many grandfathers. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. 
Tell the story. So the, the deal on? is, yeah. is that um, like, so my mom, my brother, who are our main babysitters, um, became like 100% like um, caregivers for my dad because the surgery didn't go as we thought it would, as the doctor thought it would. And so the recovery has been totally different and totally dependent um, for a really, really long amount of time. Um, and it just occurred to me, like, as we were doing this, like, I cannot do anything outside of my household. Like, Every single, like, getting through the day for me was, like, making meals, three meals a day well, for we, 10 we've people. Been, so he's been living with so, us. So, well, even when he care. wasn't yeah. living with us, even when he was in the nursing home, sure, it was, like, sure. it was a huge strain. It's kind of been un- all hands on deck family yeah. time the and past so couple months, we've, basically. You know, and, and, and at Awaken Catholic, like, we're in the middle of, like, a fundraising campaign <laughs> and, like, rebranding and stuff like that. And I'm just looking at this and I'm, like, I can't. Like my duty is to my family right now. Like this is my duty. I can't, I can't do anything else. Um, And so that's hard. I mean, it's not like it does. It doesn't make you feel good about the responsibilities that you've taken on, but there is a hierarchy and my duty is to my, my dad and my family. We've talked about this before though, too. Like I think even today I'm like, we came into this recording. I'm feeling pretty good about this. recording. I'm excited to get back to this. And I think we're finding just as we have, you know, a hundred times in the past, that when we put things in the right order, mm-hmm. even though it means waiting and sometimes and putting things aside yeah. for a time, when they if they if God brings them back to you, then He brings yeah. them back to you and He gives you the grace that there's going to be more creativity and freedom there yeah. than you ever had. And I'm certainly feeling that. Part too. and part of the discernment for that was just knowing yeah. that if I kind of screwed my family over <laughs> to move up my you know, to move up our recording schedule or whatever. And I guess I hate to put it that way, but if I put them in a different, if I put them in a difficult position when they're already in a really difficult position for me to record, the fruit wouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. The grace wouldn't be there. We'd be losing something in terms of grace. I'd be losing it in my family. I'd be losing it in our elevate ordinary. Like it, when you try to cut corners, when it comes to justice, you're, you're gonna reap. You're gonna reap yeah. what you sow. That's <laughs> right. The grace isn't gonna come. Yeah, that's the. T- those are the times in your life when you when you're working really really hard and you just don't feel like it's going anywhere. Sometimes that's because we just don't have things quite in order, mm-hmm. and so we're just trying to do everything on our own effort, rather than giving it to God first, allowing Him to show us the true hierarchy of things, putting those things in order, and then allowing Him to restore and direct us mm-hmm. to the the pieces in the best way yeah. and to give us the grace for it. So yeah. anyway, that's you know that was a little tangent, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's been all hands on deck, family time. Our whole show is tangential, honey. <laughs> and again, that, that fits into it. That really is, you know, the kind of thing. We're talking about justice here. We're talking about, for in our case, um, yeah, the normal way that we all have to iron this out in our vocations and our family lives. Um, that So earlier I was going to say that um, we tend to think of justice in our modern society. When somebody says justice, we think of justice out there, like the justice system or an injustice that's happening out there, or social justice. And those are all important things and topics. We've got to keep in mind that there's a big difference between justice out there. No, okay, There's a connection, but a difference, an important difference between the justice out there and justice as a virtue. Now, justice out there is dependent on the virtue in here mm-hmm. and in there. And, and I'm pointing to myself and to Teresa <laughs> and to all y'all. You know, the justice, the, to the degree that we have and practice the virtue of justice, that will bring about justice out there. But we're a society that tends to ignore whether or not I am practicing justice. I am trying to give everyone in my life their due. 
and we're really worried about justice out there. Mm-hmm. And that's a, there's a disconnect. Like I, it has to begin with me. I have to try to give God and my spouse and my kids and my neighbor and my mm-hmm. family members and my friends and my employer and my employees what they're due, their mm-hmm. gratitude, their wages, their love, their care, all the, mm-hmm. whatever is appropriate to those relationships. It, justice has to begin with me trying to do well by all those relationships. Yeah, that's the quote that is attributed to Mother Teresa who's mm. behind us on the, the back wall. Um, the, like if you, there was a man who came, so so the story goes, I don't know if actually yeah. if it's one of those that sure. was actually hers, um, came to her and wanted to work for her. Mm. And I think he was from America or mm. um, Britain or a Western country. And she, her answer to him was, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Yeah. Um, and when you, you sit like that, it takes a while for that quote to like unpack on you. Like it's, it's a level after level. And you're just like, you're right. If we were all at home loving our families, you know, the people who we actually have influence over, none of the injustice would be occurring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. yeah, that was part of the point of the new polity guys here who were, who were here recently. We had yeah. an episode with them is that we tend to rely on systems out there rather than virtues in here. And you can't you can't put those out of order. We we have to, yeah, work for good systems, but the best system in the world can't replace people trying to live virtuously. Oh, I mean, that's the entire Old Testament. That is yeah. the story of the Israelites. I've been If we just get a king, if we just get a land, well, if we just get a No, you but it, have to be yeah. holy. You have to be holy. I, I don't know if anybody else is still doing Father Mike Schmitz's um Bible in a year. You know, I that am that like book nearly a year behind now. Well no, I, I'm like a month and a half behind, but I'm still doing it regularly in the morning. Um but yeah, just occurring it has been occurring to me that like the Israelites like from from the very beginning, from you know, moving into Egypt and and everything that happened after it's just like they're looking for a system you know it's not like somebody just showed up and was like here's moloch sacrifice your babies to it like they were already like it was the culture it was the economic system it was the king it was the safety that was provided for them it was you know the the promises that were provided for them and they lived in it and they became a part of it and they became reliant on systems i mean that is what the old testament is about you know instead of giving justice where it's due to god you know and relying on god they i mean gosh it's so real it's so ever ancient ever new (laughs) you know let's look at a few quotes from the catechism and from uh, holy scripture flesh this out just a little bit more and then we will move into talking practically about how do we grow in the virtue of justice sound good okay so first of all from the catechism this is paragraph 1807 justice is the moral virtue that consists in the constant and firm will to give their due to god and neighbor Justice towards God is called the virtue of religion. Justice towards men disposes one to respect the rights of each and to establish in human relationships the harmony that promotes equity with regard to persons and to the common good. The just man, often mentioned in sacred scripture, is distinguished by habitual right thinking and the uprightness of his conduct toward his neighbor. Mm-hmm. So firm, uh, that constant and firm will to give their due to God and neighbor and to establish in human relationships that harmony that promotes equity. The harmony in, in human relationships. Justice is this virtue. It's, it's all about these relationships, about living in harmony with each other and with God. Uh, and again, before it's going to happen out there, it has to start in here. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Um, as it mentioned in that paragraph from the catechism, the just man is often talked about in scripture and, and it's often talked about how God loves justice. Mm-hmm. It's very, it, it comes up a lot. It, Psalm 37, for the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. The righteous shall be preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall possess the land and dwell upon it forever. Oh, if you want an excellent book on justice, hmm. the book of Tobit. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all about personal, personal justice. Justice. You know, what you read about right. giving God and man all their mm-hmm, due mm-hmm. and the fact that God takes care of the just man. Yeah. 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 As we said earlier, justice is reasonable. It, it Again, in prudence, we attend to the truth. And again, one of these primary t- truths we attend to is the truth of these relationships. Uh, and so it's acting according to those relationships. And we'll we'll talk more, as we have talked in the past, about um, courage and temperance, the other two cardinal virtues. But one way we might think of those is almost these tri- twin pillars that protect justice, to ensure that justice is done. Wait, what are? <laughs> I, zoned, I zoned out. Can you <laughs> the, say that again? The other two of the four. Uh, courage and temperance. Protect justice. Courage, uh, it deals with getting justice done when there's a danger out there or evil or fear from outside and temperance is about putting our inner life in order so that outer and inner we're ensuring mm. that justice continues to be done regardless mm. of what's going on. And, and let's, let's uh, walk. So prudence is recognizing reality and acting. Yeah. Is that the yeah. how you say turning, it? Turning, to turning reality, towards reality. Turning towards reality. And so justice is one of those primary realities that as persons, we're in relationship and we have to do right according to those Well, you need to have prudence so that you recognize the reality that's around you. Yep. It's always, you know, the first act is always prudence. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like, I'm called to be a missionary. So me and my kids and my wife are going to pack up. I felt God. Well, you know, like <laughs> let's, yeah. let's recognize your reality, yeah. you know, and where's justice due? Mm-hmm. You know, is this a, a decision that. Involves your wife. <laughs> here's Maybe. A, here's an interesting know. thing. This is something, a, a bit of justice that I discovered later on in my study. This is a quote from jo- Joseph Pieper. Uh, While prudence is the cornerstone of the cardinal virtues, as we as we said, justice is their peak and culmination. Mm. And I, that had to cause me to kind of re- rethink the image I had in my head of the cardinal virtues. Not dramatically, but... I was thinking of them as kind of a cascade, and there's there's some truth. I think there's some helpfulness to that image. But this has justice as the kind of the 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 cornerstone. No, not the cornerstone, but the 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 peak of the dome, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That that stone that's holding the whole structure together. Well, what it looks like mm-hmm. when you have virtue mm-hmm. in the heart is yeah. you have a just yeah. world. It's in the capstone yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, Courage and temperance are holding it up. They're protecting it. But but in some sense, justice holds the whole thing together. And it made me think of a, of a scripture. This is Psalm 24. It comes up in the Liturgy of the Hours often in the morning. I can't remember which morning. But uh, this is Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of his salvation. This question of who will approach the Lord in confidence, 
who will ascend that hill? Well, it's the person with the clean hands and a pure heart. And I, I, that just made me think of this image of, of justice as kind of being the capstone in that there, there's, a, there's a mutuality in the virtues that one reinforces the other. And so certainly courage and temperance and prudence, you know, allow us to do justice. But then insofar as we practice and we grow in justice, it's like our whole being has a greater integrity. We're able to stand before the Lord. We're able to stand before our other people and ourselves with a, a peace and a confidence because we have we have striven in the Lord through God's grace to have clean hands and a pure heart. We can we can stand before the Lord um humble but unashamed, you know, because mm-hmm. we're we're trying to we're being open, we're trying to be honest, we're trying to be to give God his due. So there's there's sort of an integrity that justice gives to the whole person as they grow in it. Yeah, as you were, I thought I had a di- I thought I had you pegged for what justice quote from, oh, from the liturgy the, of the hours um cuz one of my favorites oh, I boy I, I had like, you pegged you have me pegged I'm calling it, I'm calling it, calling it. sorry I, I went away from the microphone yeah. there um but in in one of the night prayers i can't remember which one i'm sorry sorry i'm not a priest um <laughs> it make justice your, your sacrifice, sacrifice and yeah. trust in the lord hmm. make justice your sacrifice and trust in the lord and as honestly as like a, i learned that in college and as a young single person who saw injustice everywhere and injustice done against me everywhere, it was like, like I'm being dramatic here. Um, <laughs> but that is kind of sometimes like when you do those temperament tests right. and you're in college, everybody's melancholic because <laughs> it's just the lifestyle you're living at the, the time. time right? to take a temperament test. Um, <laughs> so, oops, sorry. I hit the microphone. Yeah. Um, make justice your sacrifice and trust in the Lord. That, that, helped me stop reacting quite often enough to be able to think about the situation. Cause I'm a reactor. I'm an intense reactor. I react first when I hear scary news or happy news or whatever. Like I'm just very, I react. And that verse was really important to me because it meant like, no, no, no. Even if I think that this is a justice due to me, I'm going to make it a sacrifice to the Lord, knowing that he sees all and knows what I'm due, what's mm. he's due, what somebody else's due. And honestly, what grace needs to be in the situation, because if I make that sacrifice, I know that grace will come upon me and upon the situation and in the way, you know, justice is being corrupted if it's being corrupted. And many times the grace that I got was the change in my own heart, wow. <laughs> you know, um, to realize that well, maybe this isn't a huge injustice. No, you know? That's amazing. Like, that, so that, yeah, make justice your sacrifice. There's two very different ways you can read that, and they're both really, really powerful. The one is the way that you just read it just now, that make the demand for your own justice your sacrifice. Like, you know, trusting in the Lord, I'm not going to go around demanding everything that I'm owed. I'm going to be merciful. I'm going to be at peace. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to forgive wrongs generously i'm gonna i'm not gonna hold grudges i'm gonna make the what i feel like is justice to me my sacrifice mm-hmm. on the other hand i'm going to well but you have to trust in the lord you just can't key. be like oh i'm just gonna mm-hmm. take everybody's right. stuff right. on yeah, me it's, not being a pushover, it's, not being it's knowing that god is powerful and that right. he is god yeah. and that the <laughs> it's not your vindication will occur right but with the the grace that you you know, that the, with the sacrifice that you're offering up, right. he will act and he will act better than you will act yeah. or that that other person will act. There can't be mercy without justice. 
because there has to be a recognition that a wrong has been done, there is something owed, and that there's a forgiveness of the debt. And so mercy depends on justice in that sense. I think the other way that you can read that verse too is that that's, then I too, even if I'm not being, if even if I'm forgiving my debts, even if I'm being, being merciful as I trust in God, that he'll make it all right, I'm going to continue to do justice nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not necessarily getting what, it, what I deserve, quote unquote here, I'm going to trust in the Lord and I'm going to continue to do what is right. I'll continue to love and mm-hmm. be grateful and to give and to do my duties. Um, and again, I'll trust in the Lord that he'll work that out, that he'll bring the vindication. Yeah. Whew. I'd like to talk a little bit about... Yeah discerning justice Mm -hmm. because justice we talked a little bit about this but justice isn't static it's not like once you've figured out your hierarchy then you just always plug it into this hierarchy you know what i mean because you you go like justice for a child justice for a college student justice for a single person you know living out in the world justice for a newly married person justice for somebody who has children now justice for someone who has children grown justice for someone who's taking care of aging parents like these things like your hierarchy changes and and i, I just want to give one example when we were in college we belonged to an awesome newman center actually where we met most of the hosts here at Oregon catholic <laughs> um bowling green state university st thomas more um Newman Center. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, it's so easy when you're pregnant. And well, always. what we would do there, like the, the kind of spiritual life we would have there. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we went to daily mass. I prayed the rosary daily. I prayed the Divine Mercy Chaplet daily. Sometimes I prayed the entire rosary daily. We really spoiled um, at that point. Now. Yeah. Well, um, adoration almost every single day, confession weekly, for heaven's sakes. Um, and it's not like... I. Th- I don't want to look at it like that. We weren't spoiled Catholics. This was justice. Mm. This was justice we for a single person. Very well yeah. And regard. when, yeah, when we got married and we moved 17 minutes away from our church mm-hmm. and we had like a $10 grocery budget a week per person and we couldn't afford the gas to like go to daily mass. Like really we did, we did, babe. It, well, it depended on how much furniture and electronics we flipped that week. <laughs> oh, that was, that was an interesting time. Continue. Yeah. So, I mean, like it, for many reasons, even before we had children, it was not possible to receive the sacraments daily. Right. And that, that hurts it hurt and it was hard. It was like, how do I have a spiritual life when, and I'm depriving myself of so much grace. And, um, but I could really tell that like our lives tangibly changed when we got married. Mm -hmm. And so there was, there was a, there was a little bit of a security there that I could feel in my own spiritual life of no, this is a sacrament. It really is like, it's not just, I'm saying it's a sacrament. It really comes with grace and it really comes with the ability to discern that grace and be obedient to that grace. And as time went on, like we're pretty extroverted. You're not extroverted actually, but you act extroverted. (laughs) Um, We have children that are just, you know, when they're in the room, there's, they're not quiet kids. They don't hide behind us. They're not in the room. Yeah, they're not in the room right now. You'd know if they were. But like, they're like mini versions of us all up in your face as soon as you meet them, you know. Um, so like going to mass, literally, like early on in our 
and our marriage caused me panic attacks. I couldn't go to mass with our children. Daily mass, daily mass. I'm saying daily mass. We go to Sunday mass. (laughs) But like even just that where I was just like, I wanted to be like Kimberly Hahn and take my kids to mass every single day and I'm depriving them of the sacraments. But it, the justice changed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like I... Anyway, so the the ability to live the sacraments looks really different, Um, as does, we were talking about this on the car ride um, down here, Mm -hmm. justice to our body Mm. changes. Okay, so we're always due like justice to our health. Okay, well, let's put that. Yeah, you you talk first. God has given us so I can stop rambling. Given us stewardship over our bodies, and so it's (laughs) it's justice to God that we take care of them. It's justice to our families that we care for our bodies. But yeah, but like many areas of our life, what that looks like in college or pre-college or post-college, once you're married, fasting Wednesdays and Fridays in college, that justice. What is (laughs) what is prudent? in regards to those relationships changes. Yeah. And that's why justice can never be detached from prudence because there's, there's always a discernment saying right now in this context of my life, what what is not just the minimum that I must give God because that's the mm-hmm. other thing too here. Justice sometimes can be considered just what are the, how can I establish the minimums and do those and set it and forget it? Well, that's, that's not what it is either. It's you start there, but you, you're trying to do the most, trying to do the, the give God all that he's due. Um, and so, but in in regards to those in regards to those different areas, in this context of my life right now, what all should I be doing to God first and foremost, and then to my and then for my spouse and my family? And again, that's going to change as the environment changes, as the situation in life changes, as the number of kids changes. Yeah. And so it's it's always a continual discernment to try to say what is right and just in this relationship now. Yeah, it took me three babies to realize that I needed to take care of my body Mm. and not in like a longevity kind of way, you know, not like we're doing the paleo diet now and we're going to become fit cavemen, which we do. We did slash do, uh, clearly not right now. (laughs) (laughs) It could be worse though. It could be a lot. It could be a lot worse. worse. Um, so, uh, Sorry, I'm thinking of Andrew Reinhardt now. Um, back to, okay, so it check took it me, out. Great show. It took Be me healthy. three babies to realize that my husband is dependent on my body. Mm. My kids are dependent on my body. The baby I'm gestating or nursing is dependent on my body. And like my mental health is All dependent right. on my body. And I I had to get rid of many of the things that I was accustomed to. And take active steps to take care of my body right. out of justice. Yeah. You know, um, and, and even like when we space our pregnancies, I know this is baby number six and we've been married for 11 years. We do actually space our pregnancies. Do the math. You know, it's because I'm, I'm looking at my mental health. I'm looking at my physical health mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about carrying the next child right. um, and whether or not I'm ready. Right. You know, because it's justice to like my my body, mm-hmm. ha, like everyone depends on it. Right. Yeah. You know? It's justice to God to to heed his his commission to be fertile and multiply. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, 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 the, in the prudent working out prudence in that is that you. Yeah, you do. You are reasonable and you look at your situation and you say, OK, we want to be as generous as possible. 
but I also don't want to do it in a way that damn that hurts you. We had a couple mm-hmm. times when yeah, it was it was more or less serious that like we really need to give a little bit more time. Yeah, my first baby was a C-section, yeah, we, so that was like a must. You needed, you needed to recover. <laughs> so all that is to say, like again, there's a there's a, a total discernment, and this gets to another thing that's so powerful about the cardinal virtues is that um, again, you give this example of taking care of your body. We have these compartments in our life, you know, the compartment that's our faith and the stuff in our life that the faith touches, that morality touches, and then we have all this neutral stuff, this apparently neutral stuff, and for most of us. Our body, like our physical health, was in the neutral or maybe even in the, the negative territory of like, you know, there's a little bit of vice there of like, oh, I want to look sexy or right? like, I want to I want to feel good about myself. I want to I want to there's some vanity going on mm-hmm. in there. But I think the virtues help us to slowly pull those things into the intentional uh, positive compartment of our life where we put them in their proper order. We're, we see where they fit and we're able to pursue them in a new way. That contributes. That, that's part of our our service, our, our justice to God. Whereas before, it was kind of our own thing we were holding to ourselves and doing for our own reason. I'm going to move us into the practical portion of the show here, um, and it's it's just it's kind of summing up some some things we've said. I think there are, there are three ways in particular that if we think about justice as a virtue, something that we start but we continue and it grows and it builds as this habit of creative freedom. That that's what virtues are. These habits of creative freedom. Uh, that the first one is just as we've been talking about, it's that we, we start recognizing justice and then we recognize we have these relationships and then we recognize that it's a constant process to put them and keep them in order. We have to make sure that God is on the top. You know, what does it mean in justice to ensure that, that, that I'm giving God his due first and foremost in my life? We have the obvious things like, okay, the church tells us to go to, to mass on Sundays. Well, good. Well, but then more than that, like, how do I... Is God really first place in my heart? Does he have the first fruits of my day in terms of praying every day? That's a discernment in everyone's life. The church has a lot of great guidance for us on that. But putting those those uh, those relationships in a hierarchy in our lives and then beginning to work to make sure that our, our time and our money and our attention reflects that hierarchy is, I think, one of the main initial ways that we, we kickstart, we grow in this virtue of justice. Yes. I thought of it, but it's we're out of that. <laughs> let's, let's take a nice pregnant pause, and you can just tell us what <laughs> you remember. Did you know it was about pregnancy? <laughs> I did not, but, you know, the chances were pretty good. Okay. So the virtues help you temper your reactive actions. Okay, mm-hmm. we've talked about this before. Yes. So this has happened frequently, and I know that this is something that women... Men, you know, men deal with too. Um, but you don't. See <laughs> you see a picture of yourself, and you're like, "I saw one this weekend." I was like, "John Mark, I had the worst picture of myself ever on the bishop's website." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was horrible. I was like, "I'm never wearing that That's, dress again." Is that like a first world Catholic problems. Oh, I was on the bishop's <laughs> website, and the dress didn't look perfect. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. Perfect. It was the worst picture of me ever. Um, And, you know, and immediately I'm just like, I have to get fit. I am so, I'm not even going to say it, but I'm just like, I look so bad and so unhealthy. And this is what I look like to people, you know, and your first reaction. And then the second reaction is like, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Like, there's not much I could do right now. Mm. And I experience this a lot. And a lot of women experience this a lot. When you're, when you have your baby, Mm. you think you look great. 
And then you look at yourself two months down the road, two months postpartum, and you were like, I am so big. I gained so much weight. Like my body composition changed because you're eating and eating and eating and eating and eating. <laughs> I mean, like fat is all you want. You just want fat. Um, fat's not bad, but probably not the kind like probably eating eight bricks of cream cheese like I did after Philomena wasn't a good idea. Um, but you like I have to prepare myself for each postpartum period and be mm. like, I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to gain weight. There are healthy things that I can do during pregnancy and postpartum, like mm-hmm. like postpartum is different. But during pregnancy, like I can walk, right. I can make good, healthy food decisions, yeah. not restrictive decisions, but like good, healthy food decisions. So it, it tempers yeah. this reactive like I have to go to the yeah, gym the, the, every day when I'm 16 between, weeks pregnant. Between indulgence and then like restrictiveness or the, the binge. You yeah. Know, Cycle, well, it's like, you know, where am I now? Where is my justice due? Right. What is my, what is reality? Reality is I'm pregnant yeah. and justice is due to not making huge swings in my body right, right it's, now. It's the rule of life. Like we, we, we shouldn't be yeah, going on like diet crazes or fads or like, or like again, yeah, getting super restrictive and then like falling off the wagon, like that whole, no, we need to look reasonably at our life and say, no, for, for the long term, like what are the, the ways of living that is going to. Make to to do justice to God and to my family with regards to my body. I need to eat. You know, there's going to be birthdays and birthday month. You know, it's a big long month. <laughs> you know, but but on a normal basis, when I'm simply eating to live and not living to eat, that old phrase. How do I eat? You know, for health and how do I move? You know, in a way and etc. You know, yeah. but it's it's having a rule of life and not constantly trying to chase down my feelings. You know, so yeah, that's a good point. Thanks. You can go back into yeah. your. Practice. Well, the first one is ordering, ordering our life. And then I think another aspect of justice is that as we put things in order, then we begin to move into this place more and more where we're thinking look, past the minimum of justice. So not just I, I am going to mass on Sundays because the church tells me to. So it's a minimum kind of minimum level of justice in terms of doing the Sabbath. But obviously we can go a whole lot more. Like what does it really mean to observe the Sabbath as our family? Do we need to do more work on Saturday so we can really worship and rest on Sunday and have fellowship and have I love fellowship like what can we what's the most we can do in these areas and so I think that's another level another dynamic another axis in terms of justice is going deeper into each area and and you know trying to take the next step trying to take new territory in that that uh, relationship you know whether God or, or spouse or kids or whatever so that's another thing and then I think another thing of thing to recognize with any of the virtues is that we may begin from a place of making justice our sacrifice in the sense of it's it's difficult. It's a little bit of a sacrifice to do what is right when I'm not feeling it or especially when I'm not feeling like I'm, I'm receiving what I need, what my due is. Well, as we do justice, our heart changes. It becomes more like Christ for whom justice is a delight. You know, God, the Lord loves justice. You know, he... he he gives freely and openly and generously to to every person, and so we too, uh, justice may begin in certain areas of our life, in certain respects, to be to be difficult, but it becomes more of a joy. Yeah, actually, so having this is a, a good example, having my dad live with us. Mm. Um, like I'm a person who hates being interrupted. I have my task, and I like to be doing my task, and I hate when the kids interrupt me. I, I almost it. interrupted you. I just did. There you go. Okay. I've lost my train of thought. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But like having my dad with us, like 
it is, it's a joy every time he asks me to do something. Um, it is a real delight. Um, and I, I don't know if I was expecting that or wasn't expecting that, but it is kind of like, and I hate to be, I'm talking about myself here, but like, um, you know, like tooting my own horn. Is that a phrase people use? Who knows? And you used it correctly. I did. Look at that. And now I'm tooting your own horn. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) It's got real. Anyway. Um. Yeah, but just like um, d- doing the thing, mm-hmm. the act of justice, it does affect yeah. my disposition, yeah. right? Yeah. Not always. Yeah. <laughs> well, we better we better leave it there. There's, there's so much more to say on the virtues, and we will say much of what more there is to say on the virtues in later episodes. I'll, I'll leave us with this great quote from uh, the book of Micah. This is Micah 6, verse 8. He has showed you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? I love that. I love that scripture. It's a perfect little just end it. Good. Just end it. Just end it right there. Thank you for joining <laughs> us for this this belated um, episode of Elevate Ordinary. Again, we're back from our hiatus and we're going to be posting weekly. And as I mentioned at the beginning, please, if you like this show, what we're doing here. Um, this show, I didn't even say our tagline. I knew something was missing from the opening. These are extraordinary conversation about the ordinary pursuit of truth, goodness, and beauty. If we like the show, what we're doing about here, what we're talking about on the show. I literally don't even know our, our patron tagline. community is the manor at the manor at St. Anne's. That's the name of our patron community, which you can access at elevateordinary.com. Exclusive stuff there, uh, a private community uh, where you know, we'll post extra stuff from around the show, more discussions. Uh, you can help us come up with guests and topics and things, more more ordinary aspects of life we can elevate and bring into the light of the faith and, and hopefully go back out with more insight into how the Lord is calling us to be saints. So that's elevateordinary.com and our patron community is the Manor at St. Anne's. And next episode, we'll talk more about the significance of that title, the the obscure, if you know the obscure literary reference, you can put it in the comments. You might already be our friend. Or whatever. You might. You know, <laughs> we just become best friends. Yeah. So, and you can access all of that via the Awaken app, theawakenapp.io is where you can get access to that. Uh, it's the best place to follow this and other shows and to get access to that community. I'm talking too much. I'm a little rusty on this, but thank you for joining us for this episode of Elevate Ordinary. We'll see you again next time. God bless. <laughs>